Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. That Abby Grace, oh my God, this is a pile of shit. It is a pile of shit movie. I don't care for the special effects. I thought the special effects was alright. I seen worse, but you know, sometimes I let it slide, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, you gotta respect independent directors, independent movies and the style and the budget they're working with. So you gotta go by that. So the special effects did not bother me, okay? So I'll let that slide. It's just the way the movie is set up. It was just so stupid. Oh my god, you got a sister who has to take care of her brother, who he doesn't like to go outside the house, you know? He, he kind of like let his sister do everything pretty much. One day, the sister's dog. By the way, I do like the dog in this movie. I think the coolest thing about this movie was the fucking dog. And I'm not a dog lover or nothing, but this dog was awesome dog, man. I just think it's a cool dog. If I want to get a dog, I, I want a dog like this to protect my apartment in the hood. You know? But besides that, this dog found a box. Give it to the lady. and she, It's like a bracelet that comes out. She got a bracelet from the box, and you know, the bracelet is owned by um, this ghost girl named Abby, right? And Abby do have an origin story, um, there's a twist with her, you know, and, and the origin and the twist of the story is so stupid too, it's like, really? What the fuck? You know? And as the movie progressed, um, the sister of the brother ended up having a friend stay around the house to help out pretty much. Um, meanwhile, as we progress, Abby's ghost possessed the sister of the brother and the, sister, and the sister's friend and the brother will have to stop the possessed sister and try to free her from the ghost of Abby and stuff. And the, woman, the way the woman gets possessed is so comical, the way she acts is comical. And the way the situation is, how they have to stop her and how they come in and out the house. I'm like, yeah, they come in and out the house. Like, don't you want to fucking get the fuck out? You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man, really? It, it's like this movie has so much fucking flaws and so many stupid moments in this movie. It's so fucking ridiculous. I mean, I kid you not, you know? And again, hey, if you guys like this movie, it's fine, it's cool. Me, I wasn't feeling it. It's a pile of shit. It's just my opinion. Anyway, check this movie out if you want to. I'm not a type of guy that will push you away from a movie, but you know I would tell you not to watch it. But let's be real, you gotta watch it anyway. Anyway, peace guys and see you later. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? <laughs> Today I'm be talking about a really fun one for you guys and gals. This movie's called Blood from 1973, right? And the best way to describe this movie is like an overly acted version of the TV series Dark Shadows, but done as a movie. It's not Dark Shadows, but I did like the overly acting. It's it's a fun one of those, it's, it's more drama, and you got a little bit of the horror elements in this movie.
But I really like the drama on this. It's just so funny. It's just how the acting is. I mean, it's about this couple and their assistants moving to the house in America. And you find out that the husband is a werewolf. And his wife is a vampire. Right? So, they have the drama with each other. Like, the, his wife is like a real bitch around the assistant. But she's just a bitch in general. While the werewolf husband is like, he's a cool guy, you know what I'm saying? And he has to find out why his money's being messed up and stuff. And he find out that the lawyer deals with his father's account that passed away that left the house to him. Supposed to leave the house to him. He's like swindling his money, his his property pretty much. And um, as, as the movie progresses, it's more drama based. It's like so much talking. and But it's good talking, you know. And you get your drama with the woman, the assistant. Who have problems with her legs, and you know she's she's like she's a she's a heart of gold, you know, like a kind person. And um, they got another assistant got no legs because he he been affected, you know, like a disease or something. Uh, that's what I think. And they also got this man eating plant, you know. And it's pretty much like at the end when this movie goes on, anyone that knows their business or trying to get in get in their way, they'll kill their victims pretty much and um and the people start dying pretty much though but even though there's a lot of talking and maybe I would say 30% of the horror part of it like I said I still enjoy this movie you know and you get the drama with the both couple start fighting and then you get your little twist ending which which I felt like was coming anyway which I figured that out the way the movie was set up but um Blood from 1973 I highly recommend this one I think this is a fun drama horror movie Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about a little sh documentary, which is like two hours long, which is good because I actually enjoyed this documentary. If you're a fan of horror documentaries, this is right up, up your alley. You definitely have to put this in your collection. It's called Blood on the Real from 2016. And this documentary talks about independent horror movie makers, you know, actors, actresses, get interviewed, directors, people that own their own horror company, behind the scenes tell you about how, what independent horror movies mean to them, the creation of the process, and the history behind independent horror movies, horror making pretty much. Um, you have some trails of horror movies, you know, like, to showcase. And I highly recommend it. This is a, if you're a fan of independent horror movies like me, then you definitely want to check this out. Anyway, peace guys, and see you later. Hey guys and guys, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about the movie Craze from 1974, and this movie has Jack Palace in it. Um, this is a nice movie, I actually liked it, this one. Um, it's about Jack Palace, it was like a museum, antique shop, like a gallery. And him and his cult, like, worship this African god. And, um, so, he demands, like, he his cult like, does, like, sacrifice, where it's like blood sacrifice and it's still alive. Until one day, one of the person that he knows, a female, wanted the statue back, and they start fighting her and Jack Palace's character. And accidentally, she got she fell down and got stabbed by the the statue's um three trident by mistake. But Jack Palace's character realized that sacrifice doing a real sacrifice towards this god gives him like riches and stuff and he just goes crazy and start killing women and he got this assistant that doesn't support what he does but he's stuck with it and still 
he finally went crazy and decided to break down. Like he said, like pretty much enough is enough. You know that later make his later towards the movie, and also you yeah, was also this police detective doing an investigation on him, wondering what's going on, how these women getting killed, who's like really behind it, and it all leads up to him, the um, Jack Palace's character, who's the ma- who's the main villain in this movie, of course. Um, I like this movie because you know if you love Jack Palace, you know how he plays villain roles, and he's pretty good at it. I mean he's a good actor in general though, but yeah, this movie I recommend if you're a Jack Palace fan or just. A horror fan in general, especially 70s, 70s horror, you're definitely gonna love this one. Um, Craze from 1974, I highly recommend this one. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals, what's up? Today, I'll be talking about a movie called A Curse of the Headless Horseman. From what I found out, I think this is from 1972. And this is like one of those hippie horror, I'm gonna add in some crime drama, thriller, suspense, and what the fuck. Silly ch- shitty moments in this movie. Um, I was about to rant on this one, but the ending paid off for me, in my opinion. Again, again, <laughs> um, the movie is about this guy and his woman. He found out that he has a he has like a claim to a, a like a ranch that his grandfather owned. But the catch is, he has to make a profit within six months as a tourist attraction. So what he decided to do is invite all his hippie friends to come in this ranch and hang out, help him around the ranch, and um, so pretty much they're all smoking weed, having sex, and this is what all these hippies do. And when it comes to the Hellas Horseman, it comes into play like later towards the movie, like the end part, like the ended chapter of the part of the movie, I would say. And the only thing this headless horseman does is has his head and throw blood at his victims. Now people do die in this movie, but if I say way too much, then I'll spoil the ending and what the headless horseman is really about. So I'm trying my best not to spoil it because, like I said, the ending paid off. And you know what? Even though I was gonna say this was a shitty ass fucking movie, but you know what? It's a shitty ass fucking movie with a good twist ending. With, with twists and turns, I mean, not ending, but t- with a good twist, you know, and then a lot of people start dying, it'll be like a massacre in this ranch later. Um, this is one of those 60s hippie style horror, but done in the early 70s, so if you into that stuff, then I definitely highly recommend it, and if you're open-minded, highly recommend it. If you're not into stuff like this, and this is not your cup of tea, then don't waste your time if you're expecting something fast-paced. You know, um, what I like about this movie is the cheap background soundtrack music from the early 70s. You know, I like that cheap. You, if you watch those low-budget, cheap 70s movies, then you know what I'm talking about. That cheap little soundtrack, like, um, a lot of silly moments with the hippies, how they act, and with some of the characters in this movie is, is a trip. Like, you gotta be on weed to... Like, they were smoking weed, but you know what? You might want to smoke weed, too, and say, whatever, you know? Very trippy movie, one scene, when you get all colors and stuff. When the woman's running around the ranch, she, you could tell she was high. <laughs> yeah, a lot of crazy shit. A lot, a lot of slow-paced movie, but it picks up towards the end chapter. Anyway, because of the Hellas Homer from 1972, check it out. Try and error. Depends on you. Peace, guys, and see you later. What's up guys and gals, today we talk about the movie Dead Sushi, and this movie is one of those weird Japanese movies 
which is gonna add in a lot of shock value. And I'm trying to repeat repeat myself every time I see these type of movies. I review a slew of them, and I've seen a lot of them, but I didn't review all of them because usually movies like this get repetitive, you know. But um, I, I'll give them credit for uniqueness on this one because hey, we got Sharknado. Whoever think today in Japan we see a day we get sushi killing people. Yes, really. Zombie sushi. And the plot and story and and of course where Tyler does sushi, yes, it is a comedy horror. Not a horror comedy, comedy horror. And um the movie's about this um Japanese girl learning to become a sushi chef with her dad, but she always failed because the dad doesn't prove how she makes sushi. So she runs away from home, works in a hotel, get bullied by the other hostess, and one day these VIP businessmen and a woman will come to the hotel inn to relax. Meanwhile, you got this um, hobo that he has a serum to make dead sushi come to life. Once the hobo comes in, he reveals himself as a former worker that got betrayed from his bosses. So he decided to get his revenge by ejecting a serum into his octopus sidekick while he was shot dead by the owner of the inn. So then this octopus would make land on sushi fishes and inject the serum liquid like liquid in, into into fish and the sushi would come to life. And the sushi ended up talking, killing people in the hol- in this holiday inn ho- ho- Japanese hotel and um they all have their own personality while people in the inn have to survive and try to fight the sushi off. And um, the woman had a sidekick, an egg sushi that talks. It's like a little Pokemon, like a little Pikachu. And he ended up talking, and he's like that little egg sushi that gets picked on by the other sushi because he's not a fish, you know. So he has powers to shoot acid. Um, you guys, one sushi is like um, called the roast sushi that can shoot blowtorch, fire coming out of his, like guns, blowtorch coming out of his mouth, which is like. Yeah, it's it's crazy though. It's like it, it's try to it's try too hard to be like gremlins. If you like gremlins, how they act, you might like these crazy sushi too. You know, um, the movie progresses. You get the whole boy like you find out that he's still alive, and then he eats this powerful sushi to transform into a fish monster, well, fish head. I kid you not. This movie gets crazier. Is this movie just gets crazier and crazier until you get towards the end? Um. All in all, Dead Sushi, I think this is a fun movie, you know. Um, of course, you cannot take it seriously. It's meant to be stupid. Um, yeah, I highly recommend this one if you're a fan of these type of movies. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Um, this is pretty much like a Halloween ripoff, you know, um, about this killer with a green mask going around killing people. And when he kills people, he leaves a doll by them, you know. Um, he has a flashback about this woman. Give him a Halloween mask as a present. And that's the Halloween mask he used to kill people. Um, you got this heroine who makes dolls, like fixed dolls pretty much. And it's pretty much, it's probably people in the town have to survive against this killer. You know, without ruining anything. Um, I just want to say I did enjoy this movie. Um, even though it's 41 minutes, it's very short, though it's quick. But I don't know if I could consider it a short movie. I mean, 41 minutes, that's like, that's like over 30 minutes. I guess you could count it as a movie. Right, 
Um, I say for a shot on video and for the budget, what it is, and and for people that are a fan of horror movies making their own stuff, you gotta respect that, you know. And um, Halloween Doll, aka Doll Killer, I say it's definitely worth a check out, you know. Um, I like the opening f for this though. The opening was nice, you know, with the doll popping up. And it says Halloween Doll. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, actually, like I said, check it out, give it a chance. Anyway, peace out, and see you later. Alright, man, guys, you guys get ready for this one. I'll be talking about the movie Hollow Gate. And I really don't want to share on old movies, but you know what? This is going to be part of my piece of shit cinema line, because it's been a long time I did the piece of shit cinema line series segments, and this is going to be one of them. Hollow Gra Grave. Uh, I, I see the description on this before I saw this movie. I've read a lot of bad reviews on this one. But you have to see it to believe it. And yeah, I believe it. This is definitely the worst fucking slasher movie. As I would say one of the worst. I, I can't say the worst. No, actually, I will go with the worst. I will move this up to the, to the number one spot as the worst slasher. And this movie is so fucking horrible. It's about this kid, right? Get bullied by his dad because he can't buy for Apple. Because a girl beat him. T girls are doing it better than him, pretty much. Ten, ten years later, he works in the gas station. He grows up working in the gas station and kills two couples. Two years later, after that, he's harassing the girl, mutilated her, what they say in the storyline. And these lawyers want to put him in jail, like in the mental hospital, like cause he, this guy is fucking crazy. But the grandmother decided he will take care of the boy. Because the ghost family that he, he harassed don't want to press charges. Now, right off the bat, isn't that fucking stupid? That make no fucking sense at all. What the fuck? They don't want to press charges? They forget press the charges and put his ass in jail. They got to prove he's crazy. But no, the grandmother said, okay, I'm going to take care of this guy. Take care of a grandson pretty much. Pretty much. And what happened is that the guy is older now. He, he's stuck inside a mansion room. So the grandmother decided to let him out, thinking that he took his medication, but he did not. So the guy went crazy again, killed his grandmother, and then we skipped to a next scene with a bunch of young adults, you know, going to a Halloween party in the hangar, and, but they stopped at a costume shop, and this girl wants a wig, a shitty-ass $9 wig. That wig doesn't even cost $9, that shit should be the $0.99 cent store. Check this out. So the guy has a delivery going inside that house where the crazy guy is staying. So the guy that owns the store asks the, these young adults, Hey, I'll give you the wig as payment if you deliver this order into the mansion. Because he can't leave the store. So these young young guys, young adults decided to do it. Two guys and two girl, two women, let me just say that. Decided to deliver this package into the mansion. And the guy, the crazy guy opens the door. Right, of course, these young adults did not know the guys who this guy is. You know that he's a crazy serial killer. So, to me, it's like this: drop the package and get the fuck out. Pretty much, that's my motto. But no, these young adults decided to go inside this guy's house, his mansion, and um. So once the woman goes in the back with the guys, they saw the guy's grandmother that he killed. And the four people knows this guy's crazy. They they on the run, and it's pretty much now the serial killer's gonna go after these four young adults running around his um ma mansion and his territory, you know. And the gates are closed; they can't escape because it's electrocuted. So they all have to run around this property trying to hide and survive against this guy. 
while the guys gonna wear different costumes to kill them one by one pretty much. Now this movie is fucking stupid, period, because think about it. These young adults are dying for a fucking nine dollar wig so they can help this guy deliver help the store owner deliver this package to this crazy man's house. Now, okay, what the guy does is drop the package and leave. I know this is only a slasher movie, it shouldn't be taken seriously, it's only a horror movie. Yeah, whatever, fuck that shit. This is fucking stupid. The concept is stupid, the scenario is stupid. And, of course, you get your twist ending, like, what the fuck are you people thinking? You think this movie gonna get a sequel? You wanna give this killer a fucking sequel? This movie, this guy doesn't even deserve a sequel. This movie does not even deserve part two. They, they, all these slasher movies, you get those twists, those stupid twists ending, hoping to be the next fucking Friday the 13th, hoping to be the next Halloween, but no, it failed, 100% it failed. And all because the young adults are gonna die for a $9 fucking wig. Shit. I'll die for that, that Dr. Doom metal match with the lights lighting up red. Fuck that, at least that mask looked dope. They're in a costume shop. Anyway, that shit is fucking stupid. Everything's fucking stupid. Especially how they kill this killer at the end with the two cops shooting his head twice. How the fuck he's in a coma opening his eyes? He should stay dead, period. Yeah, I spoiled the ending. This is an old fucking movie anyway. This is a dumb fucking movie. I cannot believe this shit. And the kill scenes are stupid too. Hollow Grieve, if you want to get drunk and watch a stupid bad slasher movie, and it's not even what your Halloween time anyway. Halloween, don't even make this movie your Halloween movie. Because if you make this movie your Halloween movie, then you know what? You shouldn't be watching horror movies at all. Anyway, peace guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, today we talk about the movie Insect from 1987. And let me just say, any movie with bugs in it, I'd be all fucking scared and shit, man. Like anything. Even, it'd be a campy bug movie with... Which, which you don't see a cockroach or anything. I'm I'm scared of cockroaches, okay? But bugs in general, I'm just scared. I'm a I'm a I'm a pussy like that. But um, this movie wasn't too bad with it, because the bug actually looked more like a mantis mantis than a roach. Well, so it gave both a look like a roach. Yeah, a giant roach. Like the movie Nest, that I'll be scared of. But anyway. The movie has the setup with this old woman. She has this plant, right? Now, the only problem is that where does this fucking plant came from? And never been told. She says something about she got it from delivered or from a friend or something. Well, anyway, the old man comes in to do a delivery and um, asks the old lady out. He touched the plant and he got picked by the plant, by the thorns. Because of that, he got sick from the plant and the old lady went, to, went into the house to see if he's okay. We find out this old man is really sick. He's affected by this disease from the plant. And he threw up this white worm comes out of his mouth. Ew, so nasty, man. Ugh. Anyway, they took the worm to be tested, sent it to New York. But you find out that people have been affected by it. So it's pretty obvious it's airborne. Um, later on, these kids went around the hospital. Decided to go inside the test room. And seeing the bug, like the, I mean, actually that one bug. And then some, the kid decided to take like this chemical and throw it into the glass where the worm is moving around this, in this pan. So then you find out this worm grows up, grows bigger and bigger to become a giant mantis-like bug, you know, like 
half vote half mantis, like I would say, but more mantis. Ugh, yeah, I know I'm getting cringing my cringing. Um, so it's pretty much this whole hospital with the doctors, or the I mean, really the female doctor, the the bug expert, and the police detective that was in the hospital when his partner got shot. So he was in there. They pretty much have to survive, you know, like go down and try to kill the bug, kill this creature, um, while they've been quarantined by the government. They don't take care of the problem pretty much. They're going to kill everybody. Uh, as the movie progressed, they find the bug and stuff, and they have to kill the female bug with the eggs to stop laying eggs. And then the male bug run rampant, going trying to go after the police te- detective because he killed his nest pretty much. Um, this movie is super, super camp- campy, but it was fun though. I liked this. Even though the bug, uh, it's sex. You, you, it's just, it's just gross. But the special effects is old school creature, creature special effects. You know, you can tell it's like puppet, wiring a robot. Like maybe, I feel like it's puppet wiring with the creature, in my opinion, and a little bit of mechanics. That's what I think it is. But um, oh, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's sex. I said check it out. Peace, guys, and see you later. Very old school. Very old school homage. You know, it's one of those independent horror movies that want to do like an old school type feel to it. It gives you that 70s, 80s type of feel. Um, the theme of this is more of a sla- 80s slasher in the forest with a mass killer with added with the zombie horror in it to it. But before you see that, um, you, you're going to see like fake trailers. Similar to what you see in the Grindhouse movies with Quentin Tarantino when they added like a fake trailer for like a... There was a trailer for um, a Giallo horror movie. There was a trailer for a science experiment gone wrong <laughs> called Harvest Man. It was it was crazy. There's even a fake commercial about beer called White Wolf. And then we get to the good good part. You know, we get to the movie. It was like these adults, you know, about these brilliant adults having fun, having sex, smoking weed. Mister Mister is this mask killer watching them, checking them out. And the mask killer looked like he wear like a tree mask, like a bark mask. Pretty much, um, one of the friends like was in the water. Later on, he comes out the water as a zombie, you know, hurting one of the friends, and then everybody's going crazy. And then you got one of the guys burying the dog that the zombie ate, and then he gets killed by the mass killer. That's when he start killing people, and then everything's go go crazy. And pretty much the friends have to escape the woods against this mass killer. And then you get your twist ending, uh, which I will not spoil for you guys because I enjoyed this horror movie. Um, you know, you get your little twist ending, your slasher ending, pretty much. And um, it's pretty much short. It's pretty much like three, two, one. It goes by so fast. Like I said, I think it's a short movie, but I think it was like 15 minutes, like one hour only. So I mean, it goes by quick. But I really like like Lake Nowhere. Um, it's very, very old school, very homage to the old school 80s slasher, and of course how they, and of course trailers, how they used to show horror trailers back in the 70s and 80s, 80s like, definitely, 100%, I said definitely check this one out. Point Pleasant came along, and this is an old f- movie from 2011, right, and it's, the, it's one of those video found footage horror movies, and um, Point Pleasant, I didn't really think it was Mothman at first, when I got to the beginning of this movie and started mentioning Mothman, and I was like, oh boy, 
Should I turn off the movie when I have a chance right now? But you know what? It was free. It was on my Roku. And I was like, okay, what the hell? 54 minutes is not going to kill me, right? So I decided to watch it, you know. And um, the movie starts out with this guy, how he's talking about his paranormal team and about these missing boys that got killed by the Mothman. They were like missing, pretty much they were killed by the Mothman. And then he got these other video footage of other people, you know, like a news reporter investigating the case. You got a woman who survived a Mothman attack, but her boyfriend didn't. So it's like these video footage are pieced together by this guy and decided to show them. I presume he put it on YouTube. I'm taking a guess. So then you have your, um, first the movie starts out with the three missing boys, how they come across the camp in, and they saw the Mothman's red eyes and the squeaking voice, you know. And um, I'm not going to lie, to be honest, I kind of enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed this movie. I don't know why, maybe because if I, if I went camping with my friends like that, hanging around the woods, and I hear see red eyes and squeaking sounds, I'll be fucking scared. I'll run back. I'm like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here. But these boys were running forward, though. Like, why would you run forward? Run back. Go back where you came from. Run backwards. You don't go forward. You know? But still, you won't have a horror movie without people doing stupid things, right? But anyway, I, I like seeing those red eyes and the screech sounds of the mouth, man. Um, the reporter investigating the case with her cameraman. His name is Dick Long. I, I swear to God, that's his name. It's funny. Like, what, what person's name is Dick Long? <laughs> that shit is crazy. Even the police officers were laughing at it. You know? And there was a scene where she had the camera on night vision. The night vision was horrible. Like, it was horrible night vision. I think it was one, one of those special effects that came with the uh, Adobe Effect program or something. But besides that, that's a little nitpick. But I kind of like when the paranormal teams are talking about going into an investigation... They even brought guns with them. Despite one of the survivors, that girl I was telling you about, when she, when her boyfriend got attacked. So they got, they got into the car, they're hearing squeaking sounds. They're screaming, they're getting all scared and shit. So pretty much they have to survive against the Mothman attack. Uh, without ruining too much, you can take a while to guess how these video found footage movies usually ends in most cases. But um, Point Pleasant from 2011, even though this movie was about the Mothman, and even though it was video footage... I actually enjoyed this one. I cannot lie to you people. I enjoyed it. So I said give it a chance. And when it comes to video footage horror movies, I guess I'm one of the very rare people in the horror community that actually defends a lot of these movies. You know? I'm not saying all of them are good, but not all of them are bad either. So give it a chance, like I said. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, guys and gals. How you doing? Today I'll be talking about a really fun movie called Time Sweet. And this movie, this movie I never heard about though, so it's good to see it for the first time. Um, this movie came in 1987, so that's like a bonus for me because I, I love a lot of movies from the 80s, you know. Even, but I do like vintage and old school movies too. Don't get me wrong, like before the 80s and after the 80s. But it, it 80s is like the era, you know, maybe, maybe because that's like my main gap ever for me. And it's when you keep your imagination going and stuff. Um, the movie Time Sweep is about, like, a cast of people, like, you got reporters, you got people that, renovators of, of old buildings, um, you got a professor with his students, so you got a cast, a good cast of characters in this movie, 
when they go to this old movie studio and um suddenly something happened you know it's like people start dying and and one one by one um they're going to get attacked by you a, a crazed out human or a monster you know the movie is just weird though you know um i, I feel like this movie borrows something from house part one and part two because you know in the movie house when they have like a portal and time shifts and stuff like different time zones with different parts of the um house um, time soup is like that because it's about something about time and uh, every time they're walking around this movie studio they start noticing people from different eras you know like a time um, shift like a parallel shift around this movie studio and the movie spent most of the time with them walking up and down the studio going down the basement trying to find a way out you know out of the studio while they're trying to like escape the studio but they can't escape because like this acid like fog will burn them so they have to find another way um, the movie have good death scenes you know um, for being for a low budget B movie it's, to me um, this movie is actually good I liked it it's simple nothing difficult um, I like the characters in the, in this movie I thought they were likable in my opinion um, time sweep I said definitely check it out it's something it's something something new you know if you haven't seen it like I said I'm surprised I never seen it um the funny thing about this movie is like when the credits rolled up it says it up a time sweep part 2 so I don't know if a time sweep part 2 actually did happen but I'm gonna check that out just to do a, just some investigation around that part anyway peace guys and see you later hey guys and gals what's up I am so excited I get to review this movie called Wolf Guy and the movie has Sonny Shiba in it now the thing is, I saw all the Sonny Shiba movies in my lifetime because I'm a Sonny Shiba fan. But for some reason, this movie I never seen before. I never even heard about it until a couple of months ago. And shout out to a fan for sending me a DVD copy of it. You know, I really appreciate it. Um, the movie's about this reporter, right? Played by Sonny Shiba. He saw this guy running around. He's saying some tigers get in him. And he said about a girl named Miki. And um, the guy died of tiger stripe marks. And so the ship is kept wondering, like, where this tiger strike marks come from, how he died. So he started doing his own investigation and trying to figure out clues to find this girl. And it leads up to one thing, like, about how this girl been disrespected by th this gang. And she has a story how why the gangs did this to her, who put an order out on the reason why they did it to her. And it led more to another clue behind it on why, how this tiger killer is connected to this girl. You know, there's another conspiracy behind it also. Meanwhile, you also got a flashback with Sonny Shiba's character because you find out that he's the last surviving member of a wolf clan, right? So, if he sees the full moon, right, he, he gets, like, werewolf-like powers. Now, I'm going to nitpick a little bit because I would like for him to transform to a werewolf, and he doesn't transform to a werewolf in this movie. But it does call him a wolf guy for a reason because, like I say... He gets werewolf powers and full moon. Like he gets werewolf abilities, like high jumping. He could scratch with claws. He can heal his wounds. You know, like he's like he's like Wolverine, pretty much. Just put it like that. But you know, the only like I said, the only nitpick is he doesn't transform to no werewolf. You know, I wish he does. But either way, I mean, it was a good movie, you know. And you know, the ending does have a twist about final confrontation. Um, all in all, um, if you like Japanese crime drama, with, and you also have a little bit of the supernatural elements, 
then you're going to like this movie. Um, the action is fantastic. I mean, if you're a fan of 70s Japanese action movies, then you know what I'm, t- you know what you're getting yourself into. So it's really good stuff, you know. Um, Wolf Guy, yeah, I highly recommend it. Minus the nitpick for me, but still check it out. Peace, guys, and see you later.